You're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. We're here to discuss our struggles as parents and what it's like raising boys in today's society. We talk about therapy and why that shit is dope as fuck. Hell yeah. We'll talk about the Super Bowl, but only for a little bit. We want to make sure to save some time to talk about football, too. Wait, that's the same thing. No, it's not. Oh. We do all this and more <laughs> while smoking weed together in a garage. I'm your co-host, JD. And I'm Billy. And this is episode seven of Two Not-So-Rad so Dads. Dads. Baby, all right. Welcome back, Billy. Welcome back. Oh, it's me. You're back. I'm back. Dude, I missed the shit out of you oh, last week. Oh, thanks, pal. I missed you, too. I had a fun time talking about Mindhunter with Heath, though, and I think it's a good... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Go back. Didn't you get a sixth toe removed? Oh, well, you know, I wasn't going to talk about that on the podcast, <laughs> but late. since you did, I did have my sixth toe removed. Um, I mean, Perry called it my sixth toe. I called it my... Pe- Wait a second. Whoa, too far. Oh, All right. Hello. Well, hey, welcome good back. Show. It's good to have you. Um, we had a fun week last week with Jeff, but it's really yeah. nice to... Uh, be back in the garage with good microphones. It is. It's and good in to each be other's back. presence. Yeah, it is. But like I say, it's good. Um, yeah, for now, I'm going to have to keep doing that. And he, because Heath and I have good things planned for the Mine Hunter. It's just all about the kid. You know, like I said, if these kids get back to school, right. I could easily be doing this and three other shows a week. You know right. what I'm saying? Because he's at school for eight hours a day. Totally. But, um, the amount of time it takes with the editing and posting and just to do it right, you know, and to have your mind on it properly too. Yeah. Because I think the thing with podcasting is, and as you learned doing it yourself last week, which you did an amazing job, by oh, the thank way. thank you. And thank you very much to our guest as well who came on. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Um, but you kind of, you have to, it takes focus. You it does, know what I mean? Yeah. You have to prepare and then there's a winding down and you have to kind of think of how you did. It's a whole process, right? You know, so it's not just like you put on the mic and you talk for an hour. Right. Um, I think if you're doing it well and you're doing something compelling, that preparation shines through in the actual, it's like making movies or, you know what I mean? Like when people find out what it actually takes to make a movie or take a great photograph, right? You don't just go click and, and upload it. Oh, you know that's exactly I mean? how yeah. I shoot photos. It's only yeah. one photo. I get it perfect every time. Perfect. I've never actually used Photoshop because I'm that I know. amazing. I know. And yeah. I've never edited anything either. It's just magically, <laughs> the shot reverse shots just magically happen. I, I appear on the other side of a person. Right. I can't, I remember when I was first teaching uh, film production and I explained the shot reverse shot, you know, and why you have to have you, why it's shot like that. Cause you have to do lighting on the whole side of the person, you know, and, all and you're that. talking about in cinema when you're seeing two people talking, talking. and the camera angle goes from over seeing one. Yeah. Over yeah. the shoulder from one person's face right. to the other. And a lot of people think that they just have two cameras on either side and they just go action and then they shoot it and it's done in like five minutes. Um, but you have to relight and, you know, and often mm. there's a stand in that you're actually seeing the back of their head instead of the main actor, hmm. 
you know, certain even even though that's not true, it's like actors like a Brad Pitt or something. You think he would you always use a stand-in, but he appreciates the other actors, so he wants them looking at him while he's while they're delivering the lines, right. you know. But I can remember explaining that to people for the first time and just seeing like literally seeing minds blown in front of me where they're like, oh, my God, wait a second. You mean that when they make a movie, they like cut it up and edit it (laughs) and there's different shots. What? And then but you laugh and I but then for me, that would be kind of joyous. Right. Because that's the thing of discovery. Right. Yes, I knew being, I had them. That, right. They were going to be a great student because right. they oh, they realized what they realized, mm-hmm. and then they would always be the great, the best student. And then yeah. the person who came in knowing that, thinking they knew everything, oh blah, blah, blah they would just like go in one ear out the other. Well, it's just I like I tell, tell I tell Xander, if you're talking, you're not listening. There you go. Right. That's true. So if you think you already know everything, you're not going to pick up anything. But if you walk in completely naive and just open to any possibility, you're yeah. going to absorb so much more shit. And hey, that brings us to this week's sponsor. Yes. This week we're sponsored by The Witcher on Netflix, Ooh. baby. That's who we're sponsored by because that show has given me some creative juice and making me feel good and interesting, especially now that football is over, because I'm really into football. Yeah, I'm not like a, I don't know, I'm a geeky guy who lo- just loves football, you right. know, because I'm not actually really like, oh, football. But this Witcher show, have you seen it? Nope. Well, let me tell, it, tell you something, man. Toss a coin to your Witcher. That's the song that the guy sings. Okay. Toss a coin to your Witcher. I love. I just want to sing it out, oh, man. Yeah, this yeah, show is it. great, dude. It's Henry Cavill, who you might know as the dunk Superman in the bad movies that Zack Snyder uh, did. Okay, um, but also from Mission Impossible. Yeah, English guy, very handsome, also very like stacked like a brick shit house. Okay. I mean, the guy is like so thick. Um, and it's a you know it's a fantasy story taking place in some fantastical medieval type past world with witches and elves and he's a witcher he's a genetically altered human who was made to craft magic and kill errand magic creatures so if the magic creature is he has a code though okay it's like the creature has to be doing bad to humans Mm. But if it's just living, he doesn't kill it. Okay. He actually tries to help them. And it's kind of a it's a series of like morality tales wrapped into an overall arc about, you know, the mythology of the return of this bad queen and this kind of stuff. I don't want to give too much away. But um, along the lines of what we were talking about, when I first watched it, I was like, oh God, this show is like, I watched a couple episodes and I was like, what the hell are they talking? What's this like gobbledygook about like <laughs> parsiples and frologologs and you know what I mean? Too like magic for you. Yeah. Huh? The Shenectagazoid Dumbledork came down yeah, and yeah, waved yeah. his wand and I'm a sci-fi guy. I love, like, if you put me in a spaceship, I don't care. I'm going to be like, Mm. this is the best show ever made because I'm in a spaceship. I'm very prejudiced when it comes to sci-fi versus fantasy. Right. Even though I love Game of Thrones. But people said to me, hey, dude, you're wrong. This show is great. Hmm. 
So I said, okay, I'm going to keep on watching it. And I, I got to like episode originally got to episode like six or seven. And I was like, holy shit, I was totally wrong. This show is amazing. <laughs> I was totally allowing my preconceived notions, my prejudices to interfere. Yeah. I was like, oh, stupid fantasy, because I got my sci-fi jock shirt on, you know, like, I want lasers, not fucking lightning bolts coming out of right, your hand. Right. And now I'm re-watching it, and I'm seeing even more of the greatness of this show. And not only that, I come to learn a little bit more about the production. It's show run and created by a woman. Almost all of the episodes are written and directed by women, though it stars this beefy guy. Mm -hmm. But the more you see the show, it has the story and the way you can that kind of shines through that it was crafted by women. And there's more of an empathetic tone to the show. Mm -hmm. And even the violence has consequences. It's not just violence for violence sake. Right. Okay. Um, I really think this show is brilliant, and I think in the second season it's going to blow the fuck up, and it's going to be like Netflix is going to have like a Stranger Things type mm. on its hands. Okay. Like it's going to get more. You're going to be hearing more and more about it. So invest early. Yeah, get in. Get in on The Witcher. I didn't. I had to be brought in, and I want to thank other people um, who kind of like kept on telling me. Like, dude, you're you're wrong here. And I was like, you know what? That's why I've said it before. Sometimes the best thing in the world is to be wrong. Man, you learn I love so it. much when you're when you're wrong, right? Yeah. Like And it's fun because it allows you to strip away that ego too. Like you're like, I was fucking wrong. Right. I'm nothing. I don't know. I'm an open vessel. Right. Teach me. Right. Right? Like that this shit. This is like right this th- th- Bring it in this around, is so baby. funny because this is how my last like week has gone. I feel like I found the these like people that I was like, oh my gosh, these two dudes I want to be. And funny enough, it's two guys from another podcast called Mystical and Cynical. Okay. Oh, you told me about. I this told podcast. you about these guys. We're gonna have to come on their podcast or have them on this podcast. Oh man, that I would. I would be so we'll starstruck. We'll, I'll reach out. We'll, yeah, we'll get it. If done. that would happen, oh my god, I'd be so stoked. Um, but anyways, they are really amazing. Go check them out. Mystical, cynical. Um, I'm going to subscribe actually live on oh, the man, air. Do it. You told me about it, but do it. Uh, so, anyways, they. I've been listening to them for a week. My my wife had followed one of the guys. I I know one of the guys' name is Jamie, and I can't forget the other. Or I can't remember the other guy's name, but Jamie is like the mystical guy. And yep, that's it. And um, he had said some things in these first two episodes of this podcast that like ring true to me and I could relate to so much and have kind of changed how I approached, I've approached my kids in parenting the past two days. Wow. Um, that's deep. He said that in an ayahuasca trip that he was on, he saw him and his kids as flying particles of dust flying through the universe. And I kind of was like doing other things as I was listening to this and I was kind of going in and out, but I heard that and it made me stop and think about my kids and me as particles of dust flying through this universe. And I realized you can't control that, right? And my whole parenting philosophy up to this point is I need to control my kids 
get them to listen to me so that I can show them the mistakes that I made and to not do that again. And all I've ran into is difficulty and frustration. Yeah. So then I thought, oh my God, if they're just particles of dust flying through the universe and I'm just particles of dust flying through the universe, I can't control them, but I could possibly help guide them or steer them. I could help lead them. I can like lean into them and maybe kind of get them to veer a little left, or I can lean into them and maybe get them to veer a little right. But they're on their own journey just as I'm on my own journey. And I've got to try to um, facilitate that, that journey and help that journey go on and not control that journey. Because if if I look back and I, and when I'm on the beginning of my journey, I wouldn't want my parents controlling it. And probably part of the reasons that I'm having these feelings is because I felt like my parents controlled my journey. Yeah. You know? You know um, that's great, JD. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So I'm it's, glad that podcast was, I'm going to listen to that podcast. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's, it, it, it hit home because the guys are tattooed. They're artists. They're, uh, late 30s, maybe early 40s dudes. They live in Ojai. They're more spiritual than I am, but I realize that like you can be spiritual and not be like hippy dippy, like wearing a bunch of patchouli and you know, like Everybody I can, has I can, their own path, right, man. right, no, yeah, right. And I, so I totally feel that way. So it was really like, oh man, and to see them doing it made me realize like, oh shit, I could do this. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I, it's like really changed me. I've started to do therapy. I've approached That's my, awesome. posi- my conversations with my mom different. It's just like a real 180. It's great. only, you know, a week in, but I do feel like that if I can continue to remind myself the things that I'm reminding myself, you know, about love and patience. Jeff's mentioned infinite patience last week. I think that was huge. Um, I think that I can really continue to jump on board with this. And I, I mean, I think that that's wonderful. You know, I always say to Lachlan, like I said, I have been studying Buddhism since I was about 18. Well, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to become a priest at one point. I was really into Jesus, mm. but not, um, but like hippie Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why I stopped being Catholic is because I realized that I did not, that my, the conception I had of what they had been telling me Jesus was my whole life was, was more like, uh, like a Buddha type figure and much less what everyone else believed. And I, like I would, uh, I remember I was in a church one day and I was thinking about that. And I was like, I, I looked around and I was like, I felt like I was, uh, completely different than everyone that, that they mm. were doing something totally. It's like, you know how sometimes, uh, like they live when he puts on the glasses, you know what I'm talking about? Roddy, Roddy Piper. No, I never watched that movie. Oh my God. John Carpenter, dude, this is a great, John Carpenter's the man, all his films about social political stuff. Mm. That was about racism and Mm -hmm. classism. But in They Live, Roddy Roddy Piper has these special sunglasses and when he puts them on, he can see the aliens Hmm. and no one else can. And he's like, oh my God, and everybody's an alien. Like that's what happened to me. And um, 
part of that, uh, a, a big part of that is control, right? Mm-hmm. Is control. Totally. Catholicism practices control. That's what oh, the whole yeah. thing is about. It's controlling the masses right. for sure. Islam literally means to submit. That's what Islam means, mm-hmm. right? So you that means that you are surrendering control, control to a higher power, mm-hmm. right? This is something I've never accepted. First of all, I don't think there is a higher power, but also because I think when you give up control, you give up responsibility mm-hmm. and you give up truth. You ha- you are ultimately the only thing that's in control of yourself. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I have always thought of, that is my, from day one, uh, how I have viewed parenting, not trying not to control Lachlan, mm-hmm. you know? But like you said, where you come from a standpoint, like I was not controlled right. when I was growing up. <laughs> Okay, like I was the opposite of controlled. <laughs> I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. I didn't choose to do like a lot of bad things, but my mom was living her life and my dad was he I saw him like on the weekends and he was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my mom never knew what I was doing. I just did whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of control at all. Um so I wanted to actually have a little bit more control right right in a good way but one of the things i always that's the kind of thing with buddhism and catholicism is like control versus like being water right and allowing things to flow and one of the things i always tell lachlan is the most powerful thing on this planet this we do live on water world Mm -hmm. is water right? Water is what life is. It teaches us about everything on, to me, everything on this planet is connected to water. We are all water. Mm -hmm. We are 90% water, Mm -hmm. right? And what does it do? It just over time, it can take down a mountain, right? But it can also grow a tree. Yeah. There you go. You got to find the good stuff Mm -hmm. about control. So I don't think control is bad. I think it's it's trying to find the positive ways you can exert control as a parent that help the kid learn more about themselves and their own self-control. So I don't think in, I think thinking oppositionally, which is like my parents had a lot of control over me. I want to teach my kids to be free. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or me, my parents had no control over me and made me feel like I was the parent since I was a little kid. So I want to make sure that I have all the control. Right. And you see it with Lachlan, too. How controlling is my son? Oh, he controls the shit out of me. He controls, <laughs> he controls me and my wife sometimes. You know, like Lachlan will come over and Eric will be doing something on the computer and Lachlan's like, what are you doing? Let me see that. Let me let me read that on your screen. And Erica's like, I'm working, yeah. you know. He doesn't and have he, bound, yeah, yeah, boundaries. Yeah. And it's and it's one of the things that, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, Lachlan, just go away. And then other yeah. times it's like, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, like it's cool that he's free enough to come into my house and feel safe enough to like be super nosy. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I like that you see it that you way. You know, I, I like because yeah, it's good. Like it's. It's, I think it's not a terrible thing. I think it's it's good for my kids because sometimes I have to tell Xander, 
well, do you like being treated like this? And he goes, no. <laughs> and then I go, well, then you need to say something and stand up for and yourself or yeah. Yeah. find a new friend. You know, and like, and it's not that I want them to not be friends, but I don't want Xander to think that he has to be friends with someone just because one, they live on the same block and they have the same interests. Of course. I want, I want him to be like, be, feel like he can be treated the way that he wants to be treated and that he also will learn then to treat Lachlan the way that Lachlan wants to be treated. Cause a lot of times I see Lachlan at the house and he's looking around left and right, like, what the fuck is Xander doing right? Like, why are you freaking yeah. out about this? And Xander, like, is too caught up in his emotions to realize that Lachlan's, like, kind of like, oh, that's a little odd, you know? So they're going to, like, they're going to learn from each other. But I just wanted yeah, Xander like to know, that. like, hey, that's great. If you JD. ever don't feel like you're being treated well, then you get out of that relationship. I said it to him yesterday. They were here. Locke was like, hey, Xander, can you go do that? And I go, don't tell him what to do. Like, I was like, Xander, don't listen to him. Right. You do what you want to do. And he was like, I do anyway. See, I think that's the <laughs> thing about Xander is that's the different. That's why they get along good, man. I think that's good. I always had friends um, like my friend Lou is very easygoing. I mean, always. I live with him for years, and I'd be like, Lou, what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. What do you want, dude? It's just like Perry. I say, Perry, what do you want for dinner tonight? I don't know, honey. What do you think? But is that like good, or is that just like not standing up for yourself and like because well, that's because you difference. feel like you can't, like yeah, you don't but have an opportunity. Of them would ever let me walk over them if mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. to Lou, if I if I was like, yeah, I'm making I'm making fish tacos. He'd be like, I don't want that. I'm not eating it. Mm, okay, because be I don't. Like, okay, he would. I would never. You see, I think it's just a case of knowing who you are as a person mm-hmm. and accept. See, I'm. I think it's about acceptance, not change. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't walk over Perry. I don't tell her to do shit. Right. And she doesn't tell me to do shit. But I'm the type of person that always has a fucking opinion mm-hmm. about everything. I'm particular. Whereas she doesn't. Hmm. That's just who she is. And I think that's some. That's like when they, people say like opposites attract. I don't think it, it's it's not really like opposites. It's it's more like. Um, it's like ACDC or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like currents. Mm-hmm. And some people are that I am a person who seeks control in life. As we've talked about, right. I didn't have a, a lot of control when I was a kid, I think. And I think control makes me feel comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And safe that I can order things. I love building things, you know? See? Right. Yeah. As we sit around with all these Lego boxes yeah, around us. Yeah, even in film, I loved editing. When I shot something, I can see how it's editing. So, But I know that that is who I am. I don't seek to change myself. I seek to accept myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to become less controlling. I need to be able to control the things I can and that are, that are okay for me to control and don't right. infringe on other people. Mm-hmm. And I need to let go in the areas where control hurts me or mm-hmm. hurts those around me. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I think like um, with control for me and my kids, I realized that we, I was trying to control them in the 
things that I was trying to control, like when I thought about it, I was talking to my therapist about this. It's like, I'm mad at you because you're not listening to me. And why I'm mad at you for not listening to me is because no one listens to me. Because my mom didn't listen to me. And now I'm upset at you for Mm -hmm. something that involves like you not putting your shoes away. But I'm really angry because no one listened to me when I was a kid. And now – and so it's like realizing like, oh, that's why you're mad. You're not really mad because of shoes in the living room. You're picking this huge battle because your inner child is being like, no one listens to me. I need to be heard. And it's like – Okay, let's instead of you getting mad at your son for for that past, like let's just work on that past. Yeah. And then like let's let's realize that that's an issue and then when you're communicating with your son in the future, let's try not to let that get in your way. Yeah. But I also do think that like or being open about it. See, this is the yeah. other thing I think JD once I found, and I've been in therapy since I was a kid. I started in Al-Anon. My dad was, is, whatever, an alcoholic. And so my mom had us in Al-Anon when I was like, actually a little younger than six or seven. I started therapy. It is, what is Al-Anon? I guess Al-Anon is, a, is like the adult. Uh, oh, no, there's two of them. Al-Anon is families of alcoholics. Mm. And then there's adult. There's like another adult children of alcoholics group or something, okay. you know? And then there's a whole like, you know, there's books and everything about how you act yes, if your dad is. was an alcoholic. And I have all those tendencies and mm. my brothers and sisters too and all that shit. Um, so um, one of the things I learned early on in my life was if you talk about things and you admit to them and you normalize them, mm-hmm. for whatever reason... Right. For whatever reason, it just makes things better. It just, you know, you can come up with a d- different r- reasons why, because you're letting it out, because people are hearing, whatever. It doesn't matter. It just makes things better. So I've always tried to teach Lachlan that, like, and I say to him, like, we always talk about me yelling at him, or I think if I get too angry, or if I'm misunderstanding, or I'm trying to control him too much. Mm-hmm. He says to me all the time, don't try to control me, dad. Don't try to tell me what to do. I'm not you, dad. Right. Like he says stuff like that to me. I, he, oh, I've seen him in the street be I like, love it. you're like, we're going home, Lachlan. And he's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I kind of, and that's the thing is that that's kind of the relationship I have with my father and my stepfather, which was they both really re- were the type of men who both really really appreciated people who stood up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from my stepfather, it came from, I think from hearing stories of fucking Nazis from his parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. And from my father, I think it just came up from growing up super poor Irish kid in Jersey. Yeah. I mean, he was probably picked defend on himself. a yes, He was picked on yeah. with the red hair and everything right. like that. People told me he had like a pig nose or stuff like that, you know? Um, but so there's that dichotomy, right? JD of like, how much do you appreciate that your kids can kind of like see things as an adult or say something like that to you? Mm-hmm. And then how much do you have to tamper that? Right. Because Lachlan does have, and that's the kind of control thing is 
because I've engendered a certain freedom in him to act like that and mm-hmm. to just walk up to people. Like he goes into his store. If he says, since he was like three, he's be like, daddy, where's the, where, where the, where the, uh, Thomas trains. So I say, go ask somebody, dude. Right. Say, what do you mean? Go ask somebody yourself. And I would kind of walk with him behind and he'd walk up to me and say, excuse me, do you know where? Cause I wanted him to, it's interact great, yeah. with people right yeah it's beautiful but isn't that it's the key to the fucking world if you don't can't talk to people you're not getting anywhere you're not getting a job right. you're not getting you, you you can't accomplish shit you've right. got to talk to people right and but there's that double-edged sword and it comes into the control aspect which is kind of controlling that like do i control that now i've like created a beast (laughs) yeah well yes and like i see what you mean like it's kind of like our doesn't give a shit it's like our conversation with andy like competition can be a double-edged sword you know and like yeah but i think you're right you are right to give them that freedom because i think the hard part is just on you and perry right the hard part is having to deal with a kid who's going to stand up for himself. Yeah. Because that, and that might seem hard in the moment, but when he gets out to the real world, it makes your life really easy. It will. He's lawyering us now, but that's going to solve us a lot of problems later when he can figure things out himself and talk to people. He understands that communication is the key to any human interaction Mm -hmm. it really is it doesn't matter what you're doing if communicating looking a person in the eye and be able to speak about what you feel or communicate to them is hands down the most powerful thing in the world it it's what creates fucking assholes like trump right right and creates Great people like MLK or, you know what I'm saying, Malcolm X, you know what yeah, I mean? All yeah. those people who can speak orators, you know? Right. So, but it can also lead people to, con- those people to control other people. And that's a thing like you're talking yeah, about yeah. Where, Lo- where I or Lachlan or you, right? You're trying to teach your kids right. You using your superior parent adult skills to control your kids and push them in a certain way instead of trying to use it to give them the tools to make their own decisions mm-hmm. when you're not around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I strive for. But as you can see, it doesn't always work because Lachlan's a kid and sometimes, and I mean, I'm over controlling too. Well, I mean, we're, n- there's no right answer, right? If you do A, then yeah. C is going to happen. If you do B, then struggle. D happens. Yep. And so. You've just got to do what seems to be best for you and your household. How have you been doing it, JD? Like, give me an example of how you think you've been so interacting this way. Two nights ago, I felt anger coming on. My kids were fighting each other on the couch. It was like the time when, we're, like, at dinner time, neither one of my kids sits still in the chair. They're running all over the house. They come and take a bite, and then they're off somewhere else, bouncing off the couch, doing all these other things. Dinner time has always been chaotic in our house. And so me and my wife try, and this is like where a lot of our anger comes from, is we're just like, sit the fuck down! Yeah. Just sit the fuck down! <laughs> sit the fuck down! Stop! Just stop! Just stop! And like, 
all that does, like even doing it now, yeah. I feel my blood yes, pressure, boy. Yeah, like I'm yeah, warm yeah, in my jacket yeah. now, you know, and it makes us so mad. Yeah. And then the kids are like, oh, dad's pissed. Yeah. I bet you, you can't go jump on the couch real because quick. They, you know, because yeah. they see it as a game now. And they're getting, they're getting the energy they have out of you now. Yeah. They're getting the satisfaction of, oh, yeah. I got him. And so they keep it up and up and up. So oh. I felt that coming on and I, and I just thought. I'm going to do this different. I said, all right, 10 push-ups, Xander. I said, you pushed your brother into the couch. You got to do 10 push-ups. I was like, Nico, I don't like how you were interacting with your brother either. Come on, 10 push-ups. Let's do it. And I got down with him. I was like, come on, we're all going to do 10 push-ups. And we did 10 push-ups. And I was like, damn, Xander, that was really good. Good form. Gave both of the kids. Yeah. I was like, Nico, you like bent I your like elbows. It. That was great. Gave him a high five. And I, I, go, I was like, hey, do you guys want to play a game? And they're like, yeah, what? And I was like, get a deck of cards. And so we found a deck of cards, and I said, flip over that card, Nico, and Nico flipped it over, and it was a six, we'll say. And I go, all right, six push-ups, let's go. Yeah. And I got all of them. This is we great. Did, we did five cards, and we, or six cards, and we did 58 push-ups together. By the sixth card, Erica's in there in the living room doing push-ups with us. And I realized then, I was like, this is how you change your energy. Yeah. Right. I've got all I've got this energy inside of me and I can let it out in a positive way or a negative. See, way. you did the water, man. Yeah. See, you didn't try to make a dam. You didn't. You just flowed with I the just, water. Like, yeah, like, the I, I water's really, moving, man. That's I exactly how I felt. Like, I didn't yeah. even like that's I good. didn't have enough time to I wish stop. I had that. But you know what it is? It's that presence of mind. Right. That you took that moment to kind of get out of that like hate spiral mm -hmm. and that like banging your head against the wall mm -hmm. and you had that moment of clarity it's achieving that you know and that's where i find things like meditation and taking a breath or yeah even you know people who have mantras or people who, whatever it's just a tool it's just it's mm -hmm. just a tool for you to remind yourself you don't always have to feel that way Right. Right. Like you have felt a different way. Right. Because right. when you're feeling that way, you feel like this is the only way I've ever felt in my whole life. <laughs> like yep. my whole, I've actually secretly been this angry the entire <laughs> time. But you really haven't. No. You know, um, that's a great story, dude. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's so, a focusing thing, man. That's amazing. So we did it. We've done it the two past nights. That's great. When kids are starting to go crazy at dinner time, I go, all right, let's get the deck of cards. Let's I got to learn it. from you because we have the same problem after dinner. See, Lachlan is, I got to hand it to the kid. He has gotten so good. Like it's dinner time. He helps me set the table. Mm. He, you know what I mean? And during, he is, we do have issues of talking during dinner time. Like sometimes it's the only time that Perry and I had an opportunity to talk all day. Right. And of course it's his only opportunity to sit with mom and dad. That's inevitable. Yeah. We got to work through that. But after dinner, he gets a crazy energy spurt, mm -hmm. crazy and Perry and I are like old fucks. We're like, oh my God, we just ate. <laughs> I just want to sit down. Right, yeah. And then usually I go take a shower because mm -hmm. I don't shower when I get up. I like to shower. I've always been like a night shower. Actually, back in New York, I used to shower twice a day when I got up and then at night too. Hmm. But you got to do that in New York, dude. Because it's just so humid. It, no, it's just like there's like or a, just dirt, just dirt dude. Yeah, just a grime dude, on, if yeah. you just walk around New York City and you get home and you take a white tissue and you wipe your face, it will be there will be black on it. Ugh. 
That's just from walking around on the street. Yeah. You, know? you know, when you do that in Oregon, you yeah. always get a little bit of weed. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> and craft beer. Yeah, yeah. And an IPA. Hops. Yeah, dried yeah. <laughs> hops on hops your comes cheek. off. Yeah, and some dude's beard. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> any but um, I got to learn to do that. That you're making me think that. We've been having a big issue with that. So maybe even today after Lachlan, after we have dinner, I can think about this during the day and can say, okay, maybe we need to start having like a um, after dinner walk mm-hmm. or we used to do, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. It just dawned on me hmm. the whole summer. What did we do? We would eat dinner. Yeah, and you guys would come down to my house. And then we'd ride bikes and come down to your house, and then they'd run around like yep. maniacs. Right. And then he'd come back and do... See, this is like as an adult, sometimes you... I just don't... Like, remember when you were a kid, stuff like that was so ingrained in your brain? Like, that was a tradition. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but then right. when you get older, you kind of just, oh, that's just what we did, and, you know, the seasons change. Wow, this is a very enlightening conversation. Dude, and you know what? This is just the talk about the sponsor for the show. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into the inhaled duction or the regular part of the show. Think, so wait, wait, should we... shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> shout out to The Witcher on Netflix. Our sponsor who just gives us inspiration. Yeah, that's oh, true. Man. Where, should we do the inhaled duction? Yeah, only, why not? We're 40 I mean, do minutes you, in. Do you got anything to bring to the inhaled duction? Um... I'm still smoking yes, my own homegrown. Then let's do it because I I've been I smoking my own homegrown stuff and you know, I well I brought you that MCT oil. I got to get that thing out of my house because okay I'm gonna try. I, it. I just was uh-huh. taking too much of it and then like oh, okay I gotta give it a break. I do. It's called it, it's it's um florific if I'm pronouncing it Ooh. correctly. It is a strain that I got from, I keep on going the same nectar down the street. Yeah. I like this joint. Hey, they nectar, had a we're talking about sale on listen. the higher level um, uh, weed. And this stuff, the guy was like, yeah, you should give it a shot. It's like 27% THC. Mm. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know. Yeah. And I got home and we were hanging out, Got picked up our groceries, Fred Meyer. I was like, all right, I'm smoke a bowl or whatever you know, while I do the dishes. And I smoked the bowl, and then like a half an hour later, I was sitting on the couch with my eyes open, and Perry, like just sitting there, and Perry's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, honey, this weed is way stronger than I thought it was, (laughs) so I just need to sit on the couch. And she was like, okay, I'm going to take a run. (laughs) So florific is the, the, uh, if I'm even, like I say, if I'm pronouncing it right, this was this stuff had me blazasted, but the thing is, I can't smoke it during the day, so I had mm, to put that into the, put that back into the cabinet of the nighttime because right. that's not going to be good to like do. The, actually, I smoked a little of it before we did this podcast. Yeah, and how you feeling? I, I feel better now, but in the beginning, <laughs> just before we hit record, I was like, "Where am I?" Um, so florific. Florific. Thank you. It's terrific. It's terrific. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to it. Wow. Well, um, that was a good... Uh, oh, we should talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We should talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. 
Let's. What do you want to do? You want. Well, should I about? talk about my TV fiasco, or do you want to talk about your betting fiasco? It's, it's up to you. What would? You, what do you? What do you? Well, I'll get my TV about? out of the way. All right. Let's. So let's hear it. All year, I've been trying to watch one, just one football game from the very first <laughs> second to the very last oh, second on my that. new TV. I got a new TV, and um, that's all I wanted to do. You know, I'm a big college fan, and yeah. so I was. Yeah, you like college, boy. Every USC game that I watched, there's only like six of them this year, but every one that I watched, I had to watch on my phone because my kids overtook my TV in one way or another. And so um, the Super Bowl was actually Nico's birthday. Yeah. And he turned five. That was really awesome. I um, barbecued a ton of chicken wings for um, the neighborhood kids. And then uh, a couple of the parents came over. That was really cool. Um, And we had a little party. It was great. And afterwards, I was like, I'm going to sit on the couch. I'm going to watch the fucking Super Bowl. Like, I'm going to enjoy this. Eric is like, why don't you sit on the couch and enjoy the Super Bowl? So I got to watch like the first quarter. Going into the second quarter, Erica's dad shows up to which wish Nico a happy birthday. And as he's sitting in the living room with us, he's probably been there for 10 minutes. The TV all of a sudden switches to this like mode. It's called ambient mode. And it's almost like it becomes like a gallery Oh uh, yeah, it's like TV. what they put on in the when they're trying to sell it at the Best kind of Buy yeah. Whatever, it's just right? like yeah, it's like mountain yes. or something. display mode or yeah, something, something like yeah. that. And so I'm like, I thought the and Zan, the remote was next to Xander, so I thought Xander was sitting on it. I was like, oh, give me the remote, and I go to switch it back, and the TV's just like flicking in between things, and it's fucking up, and then all of a sudden the remote doesn't work at all, and I'm like, what the hell? And I take off the case to the battery. Xander has an oral fixation. Yeah. He puts everything in his mouth, Locker including that remote control. Thing, that remote control had so much spit inside just the battery case part that I knew that board. Were the batteries like leaking and stuff? The battery, it was like the, the where he puts the remote in his mouth is the opposite end of the battery. So it wasn't the okay, battery okay. part, but just where the case goes all the way up the back of the remote. And so taking that off underneath that case it. on the yes, plastic, yeah. you could just see brown. It smelled awful. You know, like sometimes when you don't have good breath and you're wearing a mask and you can like yeah, kind of smell oh your mask, God. your or breath in your I mask. It was like my wife's coffee breath mask. Right. Yes. Yes. It was like way worse than oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Dude, see, I was thinking this could be like a like an episode of House where there's like, why is this kid sick? Why is this kid sick? And then the dad's at home and then he's been. He's been accidentally sucking the battery, battery juice. Yes. In he's, I worry about that with Lachlan. He sticks that. By the way, we've got some kind of thing happening outside. Oh, I bet you they know, can't even They're hear not going to even hear it. So nope. let's just keep yeah. on going. Um, but a Lachlan does the same thing. And you can see like bite marks on everything. Yeah. Does Xander still have a lot of baby teeth? He does. He's got, I mean, he still has like his molars and all like the back end of his teeth. But, but most lost. of his front, oh, I okay. think, is gone. Okay. Except yeah. for like, he's got the one small tooth next to your two big teeth in the front on his right side, I think still needs to come that out. That might be, yeah, because Lachlan still has a lot of baby teeth. And that's a, mm. you know. This goes back to Xander being a young kid and sucking on his fingers. We oh. um, had a dentist that said, you know, you're. Your, your son's teeth are starting to move and, you know, it, it might be time for him to stop sucking on his fingers. We have this like Swedish nail polish that's really bitter Ooh, tasting. I used to have that because I it on sucked his my thumb. Yeah. So we realized that that was the only tool Xander had in his kit to soothe himself. 
And we took that away and our lives changed dramatically. But what it did real what we did realize from it is that our son is on the spectrum and has sensory issues and it and it brought us to understanding those issues and starting to kind of create help. We got it all from all ends. We got fucking people drilling what shit outside. And I think on, that was dude. a war plane that just flew real close to your house. Wait, I was like, holy cow, did they hit a new level of the molten lava of the earth or yeah, some they're, shit? Yeah, they're fucking. Um, what's the mining that they do in uh, in Minecraft? Oh, they're like God, alder, alder mining, or I don't know. Anyway, that is really. I didn't know that story. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I sucked my thumb till i was like 13 years old man mm. i had braces my teeth were almost i i think i told you so my orthodontist used to have my teeth on his desk as a display of like yeah. achievements yeah wow about what you could do That's i cool. was the example my teeth were like almost straight out dude like they were so bucked out so you like peaked at 13 oh, you like gosh. achieved your the greatest achievement ever of being the model for the orthodontist oh, yeah. it was in five huge. years of of braces which Oof. was hell and he fucked up my bottom teeth because he did it to my brother's sister and i too tight and he smashed my bottom oh. teeth together then my bottom teeth were fine huh. um but anyway dr newman fuck you dude um fuck you newman too. um <clears throat> and we all knew you were wearing a toupee you didn't fool uh, anyone, uh, anyway, <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Hey, how good did that feel? And, uh, no, I know he was not a nice guy, but uh, but somehow I kind of, I but, kind of. Had I mean, that had to have spot. felt you know, pretty good to me. say that, right? Yeah, it that was felt good Dr. to leave. Yeah, but um, anyway, that's an interesting story. Yeah. I didn't know that that led you to discover things about Xander. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, we wouldn't. We would wow. probably wouldn't have found Didn't those things that. out yeah. until much later, if wow. even at all, because he had he did he did give himself a good tool. Yeah, he like yeah. gave him a tool that he could soothe himself, and so then we learned after starting to take him to um, occupational therapy, which he's been in for the last two or three years, um, that we should not have taken his fingers away from him, and that really? the, how we did it was not the like the right way to go about that. Because I mean, we just instantly stripped it. But and, you learn. But what but, are you going to do? Right? Totally, totally. Right. I I fucked up too. so many times as a parent. Yeah. Like I don't blame no. myself for it. But just going back and t- to any parents out there, don't just fucking steal that shit from them real quick. Like Figure you want to like why, think about why like why are yeah. they doing this and then move move from there as opposed to being like you're going to have buck teeth. Yeah. We're going to we're going to pull these things from you and then oh man it opened a can of worms. So anyways, so he has an oral fixation. He fucking destroyed the remote, TV went off and now it's a smart TV that only has a power button on the bottom bottom and I can't do anything. So I Google search it and they're like, "Oh, download the app on your phone for, yeah. to use the remote." You have to hit the enter button on the remote for your t- to tell your TV that you want to use your yeah, phone remote. So and so I'm like, "Oh my god." I was like, I was so pissed. Luckily, um, you know, I just pull it up on my computer and I watch it and then my wife is like, "Well, I wonder if I can stream it from the iPad." And she did get the game back up, but okay. at that point, I like stopped caring. Fucking oh. stupid Brady already had a I huge know. lead. It wasn't that close of a game for okay. me, and I could I I I didn't give two shits. Well, how was it for you, Billy? That's an interesting story. <laughs> and uh, I had a different experience, which is I love this game. I didn't love the outcome. 
but I just love football, man. You know, um, I'll give you an example. There's a guy on the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill has... The honey badger, right? uh, No, no, that's uh, that's, uh, um, Mathau. Oh, that's right. Okay, Um, sorry. But no, Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver for the Chiefs, and he has had some issues in his life. You can look him up. Not good stuff. This dude has Mm. done some horrible shit. And... Uh, by all rights, he probably should have been tossed from the NFL a long time oh, ago. Okay. Uh, violence against women and oh, shit. Yeah. Terrible shit. Yeah, get that shit out. But but they gave him another chance, mm-hmm. okay? And the Chiefs gave him another chance. And he's been in therapy, and he's admitted that he did not have the proper proper coping tools when he was a kid. See? He learned violence against women. He now, now right. knows what he did is wrong. He got another shot. Good okay? job. Good he job for him. shot. And he went from every time somebody tackled him to jumping up and jawing at them and yelling at their face to being the guy with literally the best sportsmanship in all of the NFL, which is that every time somebody tackles him, he gets up and shakes the guy's fucking hand, slaps him on the shoulder and goes, good tackle. And like when he doesn't get he laughs. He's just a joy to watch now. That's the that's so. that's how I feel like I am changing as the parent. Like it's the, <laughs> your Tyreek Hill, dude. I'm telling you, these but like don't look weird, up what he's the stuff. Well, no, but done. these weird role models are starting to present themselves to yeah. me to make me realize like I can be this person that I was so afraid to be because it almost was like, well, is that cool? Yeah, but dude, you were already an amazing dad, bro. N- but dude. I, you got to give yourself in your a point bit of, of view, but I see, I see that yeah, I can be I so see, much better. I see objective truth, JD. So, yes. <laughs> so thank I'm God for that. that. <laughs> um, no, but quite seriously, no, you're right though. That is an inspiration. And uh, I, the reason I'm bringing it up is because that's how I look at football, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm a Jets fan. We talked about it. They're losers, blah blah. I want them to win, but generally, I just love the game. Right. So when I watch a football game, I am really actually trying to watch what defense they're in, how mm. they're attacking this wide receiver. I like to pause it and look at stuff. And in the very beginning of this game, on the first play from scrimmage, Kansas City Chiefs had the ball, drop back. I paused the game because Lo- this was a great Super Bowl for me because Lachlan was interested in it. Right. Yeah. You know, and he started paying attention and I stopped the game and I said, okay, Lachlan, I'm going to show you something. This play is going to determine this whole Super Bowl. Hmm. Okay. And he goes, why then? I go, okay, look, if the, if the linebackers drop back, the chiefs are going to win. I, no, no, opposite. If the linebackers drop back, Tampa Bay is going to win. If the linebackers go forward and try to rush the quarterback, Kansas City is going to win. Mm, yeah, because Brady does not do and, good under no, pressure, No, this is right? Mahomes had the ball. Oh, this is when Mahomes had the ball. Because okay. if they clogged the middle, they were going to shut down Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, and they were going to cause a lot of problems for um, Patrick Mahomes because they only needed to rush four people because the offensive line of the Chiefs was completely decimated, uh, which was something everybody was talking about. But everybody they lost two starters in the last two over from the last from game injury. from the championship from injury, yeah, and 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 two and the other guys were were like not they were like third string. Mm-hmm. This is what decided the game, folks. What decided the game is that pa- Tom Brady ran 47 yards the whole game. This is from taking a snap, 
they track everything now in football, right. right? It's advanced metrics. He took two steps back when he got the ball, or he started in shotgun and took steps forward. So literally, they had a visual representation of Tom Brady in the oh, game. Oh, you're talking 47 steps while he's holding no, the ball. He so, had 47 yards. The, the whole game, Tom Brady moved 47, 47 yards. yards. Right. So that's the like whole the three game. steps. So that means yes. he's not like scrambling a lot. He's not running for freedom. 47 yards. He's barely yards, moving. Yeah. Which means they have, they have an average of between 25 and 35 like offensive plays or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more. And he moves about a yard or two right. every play. Yeah, That's it. Patrick Mahomes traveled 467 <laughs> yards. And that was just on one scramble. Before, I saw it. Yeah. He fucking was going back and right. forth. And- before throwing, before the, uh, before, um, re, uh, before losing control of the ball, they right. call it, right? He either passed it or whatever, or got tackled. That's, that was the whole game. Yeah. That decided the game. And so I, w- I, I loved that I was able to show that to Lachlan. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I look cool because I was the dad that got it right. Like, hey, right, I showed right, him the right, right thing. Of course, I learned this from people who have played the game listening podcasts. I don't fucking know. And, uh, well, I have been watching football for 35 years. And you're a true and fan of the game, the game as opposed right. to like so, a fan of a team. Yeah. I'm a fan of USC, but when they're in defense, I can't tell you what they're doing. But I can say, you know, I think a play-action pass would be pretty cool right here. But go. that's the only play See, I really know. I can tell a little <laughs> bit. I can't tell totally. I am not an expert, okay? okay? But I can tell sometimes if they're in a nickel and a dime, if they're playing, uh, if they're playing like zone or man. You know what mm. I mean. And mostly, I listen too. I mean, I the guy, the good commentators tell you these things. They do, yeah. You can learn, and there are also shows and videos you can watch that you can look at formations. And I think it adds something to your the value of watching. I just yeah. love the game. So for me, this game was a total blowout. Kansas City was never in the game, right? I I ended up even on my bets. Why? Because I knew he was going to throw touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski. And if fucking Gronkowski had caught seven more yards, one pass, I would have won like $350 because yeah. I had like a dollar on two touchdowns, a hundred, like stuff nobody thought he was going to get. The odds were like 1,200 to one or something. Right. But I ended up even totally because of Gronkowski and because I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl three months ago and I put three dollars on it (laughs) at like a thousand to one or something and I won thirty six dollars or something go because I was like Brady's playing great it's Brady how can I not just put three dollars on it right but overall that's my assessment of the Super Bowl the whole game was lost and won on the offensive line. I Tom Brady is a great quarterback. I can't deny this. I hate the guy because he killed my Jets so many times. He's so fucking boring to watch. Yep. He's a robot. But he is the most efficient and successful quarterback in NFL history. But that's because he has Secret Service working for him out on the field. <laughs> I mean, like, if there are you. Some questionable if, calls. Dude, what was that? So the one interaction with the honey badger, yeah. he ran it was and ridiculous. got in the honey badger's it, yeah. face. Honey badger turns around yeah. and points at him, like, don't you fucking yeah. talk to me. Yeah. And they're like, honey badger, 15 yes. yard penalty. And it's like, no taunting on Tom Brady. 
fuck you, Brady. <laughs> Even no. all after yeah. Deflategate and all of that, they're still, oh my God, it's, it's like- It's the oh. evil empire. I mean, dude, but I'm going to put a cap on it by saying this. Tom Brady went from one of the most evil conservative organizations, literally- Vladimir Putin owns a Super Bowl ring from the Patriots really? that he was given by Robert Kraft. Now, Kraft jokes and says, oh, he took it from me. I just told him he could hold it. But no, he gave Vladimir Putin a Super Bowl ring. Okay? If you're ever with someone like Vladimir Putin <laughs> in a position where you're like, here, do you want to wear my ring? Yeah. You are doing yeah. something you shouldn't be <laughs> yes, doing. Exactly, okay? <laughs> now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not only are they the only team in the NFL to have all black uh, head assistant coaches, okay? Mm-hmm. Offensive, defensive, special teams, right? Right. But they have two female coaches. They're the only team in the NFL to have two female coaches. Right. Bruce Arians is an awesome motherfucker from New Orleans. He's a great dude and has stood up for people and for minorities in the NFL for 20 years. So really, all of them sold out to get a Super Bowl championship <laughs> ring with the fucking devil they himself. Said, they said, They're Darth fucking, Vader, come over. It, dude, it's, you know? it's Robert Johnson so, going down to the, uh, to the exactly, crossroads and exactly. being like, oh, fuck it all. So there is like, I do enjoy the kind of mythological Super Bowl stuff because it's like a religion in America, let's be honest. Yeah. And if you go to Texas or Ohio or something... It is a religion. There's no question about it. Friday Night Lights is real. um, But I love thinking about that because I wonder, I always play a game like in 500 years when people look at American society, how are they going to view these things? Like, will they write about Tom Brady as a mythical American hero? Mm. They Mm -hmm. may. I mean, you know... We don't know who in history we elevate who wasn't really what they were, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just like they say when, you know, Shakespeare's plays were for the masses. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't think shit. Now we go, that's not Shakespeare. Back then they would go Shakespeare's shit. Shakespeare was like Michael Bay, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. in England at the time. It was. It was cheap plays that people went and, you know. Just mass produced. And so there's enough evidence that lasts over time that people think it's something So I, I wonder about that. But the mythology of Tom Brady, that's the mythology I'm going to create Mm -hmm. is that he had to be surrounded by good people to uplift him. Not that he won the Super Bowl for them, Mm. but that they They finally won him his one true Super Bowl, his one non-cheater Super Bowl. He has it. Even though he kind of cheated. By having the referees, <laughs> but that's call not all those calls that's in his that's favor. bias on the referees' part. You know he can't help that. Oh, but he did help that <laughs> with a couple envelopes full of cash. I still hate Tom Brady. I still uh, hate him. Man, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I don't know. We got uh, Valentine's oh, well, I did Day want to coming say, up. Oh, what do you got? Oh, I did want to just round off with the Super Bowl that after the party mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl. Lachlan literally was up the next day until like midnight. He was so excited from the party, from being around kids and running around. And he was so excited from the Super Bowl. And as a dad, I'm looking forward to next year's Super Bowl so I can actually like 
he can be into it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like I'm. It's kind of fun to. The sports thing is something I went to all the Jets games with my dad, but my dad never really. I don't think he really ever knew the people who were on the team. He mm. liked to drink and hang out with guys. He was that kind of, yeah, yeah, where I would be like spouting out stats mm-hmm. and like really geeky into it, you know? So it'll be interesting to see what kind of dynamic. And like we talked about the judo and the sports yeah. and stuff. It's interesting to see the way Lachlan reacted to the competition you know, like how he was mm. like, get him. Or, right, like, you right, know, right, like, right, yeah. oh, he was so upset the Chiefs lost. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm up, yeah, I'm just sad that they lost, Dad. You know, I was really into it. He kept on saying to me, I'm really into football now, mm-hmm. Dad. I'm into football. And I was like, that's great, buddy. So it was beautiful. It was like, you know, it's it's good to share that with him. Right. You know, right. that feels nice. No, yeah, that's great. You know, my son, we watch football together, and then he's he's like, Dad, who are you rooting for? And I'm like, oh, you know, I think I like the team in blue. And he's like, oh, man, I like the team in red. Yeah, that's, and it's like, oh, God that, damn it. USC I, yeah. played Alabama like two or three years ago, and Alabama beat the shit out of SC. And that next day, Xander's like, my favorite team's Alabama. And yeah. I was just like, you little snot. Why? <laughs> you just like, it's We've got all competitive just a, kids. Oh, dude. man. Super We've got competitive. competitive kids. Yeah. Me and my wife said last night, we decided uh, things are starting to open up now. Portland Judo is taking kids in small groups okay. and they're opening it up for family training. So, I think we we might uh, get the kids into judo yeah, and all that, <clears throat> I'll just yeah. like caravan all the boys down there and then I can roll with them on the mat. And I, I don't know if there's another sensei in the house or if we just like have the space to use. So I'm going to kind of do some more research. But okay. rumor has it that Kate Brown is opening up the gyms here in Oregon uh, this Friday at, to a um, 50 well, person uh, maximum capacity, which you know what that means? Lumber yards open next oh, week. Oh, lumber yards. So okay. we'll be riding bikes. We'll be throwing motherfuckers and doing flips. Nice. And I think w- me well, and Erica are like super man. stoked we, on that. This Oregon has done pretty good with this. The numbers seem to be going down. They're getting the vaccinations out. Yeah, but this I mean, is I what happened last time. They opened up the restaurants and then I everything know, went I back know. to shit. So I'm hoping that everyone just kind of gives yeah, it a little space. Yeah, but you hope that with that the vaccinations will lessen that. Right. You know what I mean? Like we'll have to see, Hey, yeah. we all got to live through this. We got to just keep on trying to be understanding and do our best and work through it and hope. Cause I don't know, man, I have been thinking last night I shed a little tear cause I was just kind of thinking about how much both our boys love just running around with other kids and mm-hmm. having fun. And I honestly, I could give two shits about the, education he's losing because he's in second grade and also because like i just think the most important thing for school for kids is socialization and learning common things like i'm talking about how to talk to a person how to relate to a human you know right how to solve conflict that that's what they're really missing i Mm -hmm. mean i can see it with lachlan like and i'm sure you see it with your boys it's so this year has been so challenging because the kids don't have anyone to challenge but us right you totally and so it's constantly like 
I would be taking this out on or not yeah, taking it yes. out, but I would be bringing up these ideas to kids in my exactly. classroom and I would be getting exactly. a response and I'd be learning yelling from at, that. I'd be, I'd be yelling right. at school instead of just before dinner right. or just after dinner. I'd, I'd be. Yeah. During class, I'm always like, Xander, yeah. you, if this was real school, you couldn't walk around with a blanket over your head <laughs> holding a baby Yoda. Lachlan loves to do it. Lachlan, I'll like walk in there and he's like laying on the ground, like under a blanket. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, come on, get, look alive a little bit. Bit right here. the teacher's trying to you know you i try to explain to him all the time like because we because of the podcast and so you know like she can see you mm-hmm. like you got to bring her energy up help help her right she's performing for everyone lock if you were in an audience and you were sleeping and the comedian or, or somebody is trying to make you you get upset right totally so you got to look in there give her some you know that's great advice i yeah. should encourage that yeah. for xander it's like oh are you bored Help well then the let's like out. let's make it what you want it to be yeah, speak yeah. up ask questions engage and i bet you more of the students will do that you have know? you done have you tried changing the location i find like we'll go pick up the food from um do the do the car pickup from mm-hmm. fred meyer yep we do that and then um I'll do it. I like to bring Lachlan with me so he'll be uh, at school on my phone in the car. Mm. And it's weird. I get to hear more and mm-hmm. he interacts a lot. He kind of he kind of gets into it a little bit when he moves around sometimes I found. Yep. Change of room a little bit. You know, he gets a little bored, you know. So, yeah. When I, think- I take him to the photo studio, Xander does great. And so, really? yeah, That's but right now my studio's set up because I share it with other people that I can't be there every yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and, but if we can, I'm trying to figure out a way to make that work so that that could be Xander's school, at least for a couple of days a week. So that, that change going back and forth that kind of helps him okay. engage a little more. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Well, we were going to, what, what time we're, we're, how, how much have we, oh, Hey, we wanted to do a shout. I wanted to do a shout out. We got a shout out, uh, Maria. Because when I was stopped by your house, little parte, oh, yeah. I heard that she listens to our podcast. And whenever someone says to me, I listen to your podcast, you have to come on the podcast and say thank you to them on the podcast for listening to us. Wow. That was the first time a person who wasn't me or you uh-huh. or Erica or Perry said that they listened to the podcast. That's awesome. I got a shout out lad. Who's All actually right. going to come onto the show All in right, like Lad. four weeks? Lad texted me and was like, "Dude, I listened to your podcast. This is super fucking awesome, yeah, and I want to be a part you. of it." That's a great. So I thought we that was cool that. too. And, and we got another review from Kelly in Hawaii. Oh, thank you, really, Kelly. And we've got a listener in Hawaii. Thank you, Kelly in Hawaii. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. And I she know... wrote us a really good review. I don't that's know if great. you saw that or not. But just talking about how she appreciated us with our vulnerability and just encouraged wow. us to continue with that. Thanks. So thank you. That's yes, awesome. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Now, okay. Kelly, I know Kelly. Oh, you do know Kelly. That's Kelly good. is a close family friend to uh, my parents, and my dad's best friend is Kelly's dad. Cool. Yeah. And so awesome. he 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 did he passed so she's away a while like ago. A cousin. But she, did you ever call like their cousins or uncles? Well, Kelly I'm came into my life thing. just within the last five. Uh, let's see, since Xander's been born, so okay. seven, eight years. So Kelly is like Kelly's like super close with my parents, but Kelly and her mom have flown my family out to Hawaii oh, to hang nice. out with, or at least put us up in their. Um, they have a 
spot in Hawaii that they get a uh, timeshare that they get every year, and That's they've cool. given us their timeshare for like a week, That's and great. they've putting us up there. Super awesome. Uh, I like to smoke weed with Kelly in Hawaii. Not, oh, and, that sounds beautiful. She's, yeah, man. she's a really awesome person. So Hawaii. thank you, Kelly. Are you big on the? You know, I was going to say that that should be a thing one time. We should talk about that. I love to um, tell call all of my friends uncle. I mm. got that from. Um, oh, to your kids. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Uncle Craig. Yep. I got all, Uncle Craig. You know, like Uncle Afu and Uncle Aaron, mm-hmm. Uncle Lou, all these people who he knows that are my friends. I call him uncle. Oh, I just do the creepy friends of mine that have vans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they, that's good because they can give them rides and candy too. Right, you know, right. I mean, and a little something else. You know, a little experience like we're talking about. Ah, oh, too far. But too actually, far. that is a subject. When we talk, let's talk about Valentine's Day next time. After Valentine's after Day, Valentine's okay. Day, how it went, okay, and what our impressions are, and also what I think it might be fun to talk about is: Did our sons have any type of Valentine's Day? experience or anything because Lachlan is getting a little bit more into the telling me that he likes a girl in his class. Oh, that's cool. I'm not going to say who it is because that's between him and her. Right. But it's a new experience. That's cool. For me. Yeah. Um, He has in the past kind of hinted, but he's becoming a little bit more uh, confident Mm -hmm. in stating that that's part of his life now, you know, that he likes girls. Yeah. And I'm seeing... Is this is something you know? Is he going to be a little bit of a? How am I going to navigate that with Valentine's? You know, mm-hmm. should I encourage him to maybe send this girl a little Valentine? Should I just leave it alone? Should I? You know what I mean? Well, do you and Perry do Valentines? Uh, kind of. Oh, you okay. know, I mean, it's hard for us because we met on January twenty fourth. Then Valentine's Day is February fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Then our wedding anniversary is March fourteenth. Oh, so you just have three months of partying. So it's like, which one is it? Right. And she always celebrates the wedding. Like, that's the big deal. Mm -hmm. And I always like to celebrate the meeting. Like, that's the big deal. Mm, Yeah. So Valentine's Day is kind of like, I get a card and I say, I love you, but that's it. We never really have went out or it's like, because there's two really meaningful things so close, it lessens the meaning but i always do a little something because you have to you know oh no you don't i don't okay yeah. all right we, we oh we'll talk about yeah, it next yeah, time baby we don't, do, we don't do shit man i but jd any day is a good day to celebrate that's my thing love, baby. that's my thing it's like so i don't, don't not I don't, celebrate it because it's love day oh man Fucking just celebrate meta. it like you would any day it's love right baby. right but i'm not like okay so i'm not buying a, a hundred Roses no. completely overpriced no. and getting a giant stuffed That's animal silly. bear and jumping into the people Hallmark who do shit. That need, people that to me that has always been a sign of a lack of a strength in a relationship that you need right. to like. Now I'm going to show you how much I love you. No, you show it to me every fucking day, every moment. Right. So I don't live. feel like I need to get her a card. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. and like usually when we go grocery shop, at least okay I before get a little, COVID. A little, 
M&M's, a car. Just you're, a little. You're just afraid that you might end up in the doghouse if you don't, huh? Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I do. I mean, I don't expect anything, honestly. We, we kind of agreed from the very beginning that we thought it was a little bit of a wasteful holiday. We did too. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. that... It's not something that we're that we make a big deal, but of course, you know, we got the kids Valentine's last year to hand out to their their yeah, classmates, and we'll I encourage need. that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm not like, oh, would you get your wife for Valentine's no, Day? No, no, not at all, not at all. And I'm and I, yeah, we, uh, like I said, mostly it goes between those. And really, last year was when we were going to go away, and we had to cancel because of COVID. Hmm. That's right. We you had an Airbnb coast, right? booked for three days. I picked out this awesome place in the coast. I was gonna we could I was gonna rent bikes. We were gonna it was gonna be beautiful, just relax the two of us, and then fucking COVID came. And at first the people were like, We're not giving you a refund. And then about a week later they were like, Uh yeah, this is a worldwide pandemic. You can have your money back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's what I said to Perry. I said, just give it a week. She was upset. Right. They're not, I was like, trust me, hon. Trust me, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a big statement that Airbnb, everybody gets their money back. Right, right. Don't worry about it. We're not going to get punished because we were early adopters on this, you know? No, that's too funny. But um, all right, we'll talk about, we'll talk about uh, what our Valentine's Day happening. But that's going to be in two weeks. In two weeks, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it in two weeks. We'll have other things old? to talk about. Okay, so we talked about Santa in January, yeah. and we'll talk about Valentine's Fuck Day it. in March. Hey, you know what? These things are always with us anyway. They are. And they anyway... Are. Time isn't linear, man. Come on. It's all about perception. Dude, it's all an idea. Time is time even real. And time Watch and The Witcher, people. <laughs> I'm telling you. Throw a coin to your too, Witcher. Too good. All right. Well, hey, Billy. It's really great to be back here it's with you. awesome. Next week, I uh, will be solo again. Yeah. Billy has been nominated to participate in the National Javelin Catcher Yep, uh, championship. Yep, yep. Going to wear my Next Kevlar. Going to wear my yep. Kevlar. He worked hard all year for this opportunity, <laughs> and he thinks he has a killer oh. chance at competing. Oh, and so oh. I think what they say in the industry is uh, go get them and drop dead. There you right? go. Right? I like it. So anyways, uh, but we're going to chat with my friend Marissa. Marissa is awesome. She will be our first guest without two testicles. So okay. congratulations to Marissa. But you know, ovaries are like testicles. Yeah, they're, they're just, just inside in you. Inside you. Yeah, yeah. But testicles are in kind of, they're still inside you. They got a sack. You know, they're not really on the outside. That's another thing we'll have to talk about in two weeks. Yeah. Skin um, is, you know. But yeah, uh, me and Marissa are going to talk. Marissa's daughter is also on the spectrum, and okay. me and Marissa kind of talk about talk frequently. We check in with each other and see how we're dealing with that and with parenting, and we always seem to bounce some good good ideas off of each other. That's great. And so I think that will be a pretty fun podcast. I look we'll do that to it. in two weeks, and then me and you'll be back. And then after that, that week after that, we're going to talk to my buddy Lad, Rad Lad. We're going to talk rad to Rad Lad about being a rad dad. I like it. Hey, I like the fact that you had Jeff on, who has a daughter, mm -hmm. and you're bringing Marissa on, who is a f woman and mm -hmm. who has a daughter, you say? Yes. Has a daughter. Because I like the fact that we don't always have to just talk about having boy children. Oh, no, no. This isn't, like yeah, this yeah. isn't, uh, this isn't like the, the, the dudes in the man cave yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, farts we could and talk, burps. Yeah, we could talk. Yeah, we could. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I like that very much. Yeah. Because I, I, I like having guests on. I think the last episode was great. I look forward to hearing 
from Marissa. I will be recording another Mindhunter podcast with Heath, and I'm actually saving those. So they're not re- they're, the new ones aren't released yet on the feed because I'm going to wait until we have all four of them because I'm trying to sell some ads for them and I'm trying to kind of format them a little bit more similarly. And uh, so if you're a fan and you're listening to this podcast, listen to our other podcast. Go to DVRpodcast.com. You can become a patron at Patreon.com slash DVR. Want to give a shout out to all of our awesome patrons and a very special shout out to Grandpa James. It is his birthday or was his birthday last week. James, you are awesome. You have been a listener to our podcast for over a decade. You are an original. We love you, brother. I hope you had an awesome birthday. 65 years young. You should be very proud, man. You are fantastic. You inspire me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Geeking it out at 65. I'll be geeking it out at 65. James is an awesome dude. Just want to give him much love and thanks for all of his support over these years. And uh, we'll be back. Check us out. Subscribe. Leave us a review. We appreciate all the reviews. And if you see us on the street, you can say you listen to the podcast. But keep your distance. Yeah, fuck yeah. Get out of my yeah. face. Come on, stop trying to control me. And you know what? Go put your kid <laughs> on a goddamn bike and push him down a hill. And with that, we say peace. Peace. All right, baby. That was awesome.